The closer we get to retirement, the more important it is to avoid costly mistakes. On today's show, three retirement investment mistakes older seniors should do everything possible to avoid. And now, Retire Right Radio with Paul Roberts. Paul Roberts is president and chief investment advisor at Roberts Wealth Management. This is a fiduciary firm and a growing firm and helping people in their retirement. A good, uh, just just a good fiduciary effort with a lot of passion they put behind working with people and the right strategies for them. Paul, I think I, I, that that's a pretty fair statement, don't you, about the team? I, I'd say I would say it's as fair as we can uh, get by saying as far as compliance and everything else today <laughs> well, tightened up on us so much. Right? But, but it's true, though. I mean, as yeah. the one thing's for sure, and you know this, this is um, this is backed up by um, the legal system. As a fiduciary, you are bound to act in someone's best interest. That's right, Dave. You know, that's I think that's a very important note for our, for our listeners to understand when, when you're working with a financial professional. Um, you know, licensing and, and credentials is everything. And, and I highly suggest anyone out there, if you're working with someone who's got the rest of your life and retirement in your hands, you want to know that they have a fiduciary liability and responsibility to you, meaning they always have to, do, they're legally obligated to do what's in your individual best interest. Not all financial professionals, uh, depending on their license and credentials, have that standard applied to them. And if it was me, and I'm going to trust somebody with the rest of my life. I, I want to know that they have a liability to me going forward, right? That yeah. makes sense. Uh, no, absolutely. And uh, but that's your goal is to keep people uh, happy and, and successful in their retirement. You help them with that, uh, achieving that goal. And actually to avoid errors, too, which is where we're going to look at three mistakes that um, while retired Americans should do everything possible to avoid. And number one, Paul, is maintaining the wrong asset allocation based on your risk tolerance. Oh, yes. Now, that, that's number one for sure. It's number one on the, on the list for a reason, Dave. You know, we see it every single day of the week. You know, a, as you grow older, it's, it's, it's more important, even more important, to make sure that you maintain the right asset allocations, that you're, you're not outsized uh, risk to your risk of loss, you know. But, but you also, at the same time, don't want to be so completely conservative in your investing that you're you run a risk of running out of money because you can't earn the returns or you're not getting the performance that you need to maintain your account balance so your retirement is is walking a tightrope right it's it's having that balance in there you want you want enough risk to get the performance but you don't want to overdo the risk and and jeopardize your future or, or ended up running out of money because you didn't uh because you don't want to end up running out of money because you didn't take enough risk, right? And you were too conservative. But at the same time, you don't want to take too much risk and then end up running out of money because market downturns or things of that nature take your retirement from you. So it's it's just a balancing act. Yeah. And uh, like I said, Dave, that's that's the number one thing that we see coming in our office every day, especially now. You know, through 2022 and 2023, returns haven't been great. Markets haven't been great. And so a lot of people, what happens is they call their broker and they say, hey, I'm, I'm you know, I'm not performing well or I'm not making enough money. I see my, my portfolio going down and I, I need it to last longer. And then and then the broker cranks up the, the risk tolerance a little bit more to try to achieve the performance, but they don't really explain to them or share them. Hey, yeah, well, we're getting better performance now, but it's also because I cranked up your risk. And then all of a sudden they find out on the wrong day when things aren't going real well that they're exposed to too much risk at that point. But we, we see it every day. 
every day. Dude. Yeah, I know. And you work to correct these mistakes, too, when people come to you. Uh, another thing, too, another mistake to avoid is, is failing to diversify your portfolio. What is proper retirement diversification? Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, that's a word that is it's very confusing to people today, I would I would say, because it was kind of propagandized or, or you know, turned into a sales pitch during the 90s, in, in my opinion. Mm, yeah, okay. Basically, like a buzzword you know, used, overused. Yeah, it just became maybe. a buzzword. Well, you're diversified. You know, you walk into a brokerage firm, they'd say, well, you're diversified. Well, what does that mean? That means we sold you one of every mutual fund we had, <laughs> and you're, you're good to go. Uh, yeah, well, that that's not really true diversification, and a lot of people come to us, you know, and they they're they're not getting the performance they need from their brokerage account or they're they're seeing too much downside potential or or experiencing too much downside potential and they say but i'm diversified and i say well that's not true diversification that's having one of 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 every you know product that a company sells true diversification is, is a whole different level it's not owning a bunch of mutual funds in every asset class it's having truly diversified streams of income and truly diversified yields. So in other words, it's having some money in the stock market, having some money in the bond market, having some in treasuries, having some in real estate, having some with insurance companies, having some with banks. True diversification is a true diversification of all asset classes and as much diversification of income as you can possibly achieve. But they've kind of conditioned everyone, in my opinion, over the last 20 years to to look at the word diversification meaning, hey, we've got you one mutual fund in every asset class. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I warn our listeners: be cautious when that word diversification starts coming out of your advisor's mouth, and ask them, you know, okay, well, explain to me a little bit deeper what what your what meaning or definition of diversification is, and and how am I diversified? And if you were to ask that when meeting with the team of all star advisors at Roberts Wealth Management, they are happy to dig in and explain because that that's another goal they have is to give you understanding of these strategies. Here's how you can connect. 800-891-8680, 800-891-8680. And another mistake is not to have that bucket that's a liquid bucket. And what's the best, um, uh, as far as what you have in that liquid bucket, what's the best way to go now? Because I know things are changing now with interest rates. They're, they're changing greatly, you know. Um, and and I, that's always, that's been a problem in the past people not have enough liquid savings, what we refer to as your rainy day money, right? That money sitting in the bank that's just there and available. Um, mainly because interest rates were so low for such a long time and we weren't getting paid anything at the bank or on savings or anything that people simply didn't want money there. They say it's, it's stale, it's lazy money, it's it's not earning anything. And for years we had to tell them, yeah, you're right, it's not earning anything. But you got to remember, we're trying to assign a job to every dollar that you have. Mm -hmm. And the job of those dollars is not to be earning great, it's just to be there and available at any given day. Of course, that's changing with everything going on in banking now. You know, they're paying much higher savings rates and things, so people are starting to, are willing to keep more at the bank. And so it's, it's not such a big deal today, people having less liquid. We've seen a trend over the last year of people having the opposite, maybe having too much liquid at the bank or rainy day savings, right? It's, everything in financial advising is a balancing act. It's, it's walking the tightrope and keeping everything in balance, right? We're trying to look at your liquidity, your downside or your drawdown potential, your performance, your income, we're look your volatility. We're looking at all of these different aspects of 
of a financial plan or of a portfolio and trying to create a beautiful balance in between, right? Not yeah. too much anywhere, anyway. And that's how you truly retire. But I tell you what, you, you know, we're talking about these things um, as far as your portfolios and things, Dave, right? But I, I think the best way, you know, the most eye opening thing we do for our clients mm-hmm. in the office is when we do these third party uh, portfolio analysis. Because people, what I find is people are unaware that they're at too much risk or that they're not diversifying properly in their portfolio or, or they don't have enough li- liquid savings, right? And all of that, all of that can be uh, assessed very quickly with a simple portfolio analysis. Now, to explain to our listeners, what we do is we utilize Morningstar. Morningstar's rating agency for all the securities out there. You know, they've got all the data in the world on everybody. They know everything, right, on, in the securities world. So basically what we do at Morningstar is we contract with them. They manage some of our portfolios. So therefore, they'll do portfolio analysis for us. We do that because that way it's not Robert's Wealth Management's opinion or the advisor that the, the prospect or client is seeing, right? It's coming from a third-party, non-biased forum because mm-hmm. Morningstar doesn't care if it's the analysis is for us or anyone else. They don't care who the client is. That None of that is their business. They're, while they're there is to bring up the facts and the data, right? And in these analysis, it's, it's truly amazing. People sit there and their jaws drop all the time when they sit down with us and do the analysis. First thing we look at is what is the drawdown potential of your current portfolio? What would it look like in bad markets, right? And then their jaws drop. Oh, my God. You mean I could lose 30 or 40% in any given year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a conservative approach. It could get worse, right? We measure their volatility. We measure their diversification. And people, it truly starts to come to light for the first time in their lives that they don't really have that good of true uh, diversification. Instead, what they have is what we call stock crossover. Because they own multiple mutual funds in their portfolio. The brokerage firms put them in a lot of mutual funds to make it look like it's diversified and somebody's really working. But what they don't realize is mutual fund company A and mutual fund company B are buying some of the same stocks. So by owning all these mutual funds, instead of diversifying, you've actually limited your diversification and increased your downside exposure. And so people are tricked by looking at their statement. Oh, all these different positions, I'm diversified. No, you've actually hindered your diversification. So that's some of the things it brings up. It brings up their risk, their drawdown, the diversification, the volatility. But most importantly, Dave, it brings up those termites in the wall, as we always call them, right? Mm -hmm. Those those termites, you know, those pesky termites, especially living in the the South. You have no idea you're in your wall just eating up, eating alive your wall, and you have no idea until the wall starts falling down or you tear it open, then you realize that they've just been back there just eating you alive. It's a good metaphor, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what fees can be to a portfolio. If you're paying excessive fees, uh, if you're paying transactional fees, and if they're churning in your account, or the fees are just too high because they're proprietary mutual funds in the account, those termites are just eating away at your walls, and you don't see them. You don't know they're there. And that's the most eye-opening thing this analysis does is it brings to the surface all of those fees, not just the fees that the brokerage firm or advisor is telling you you're paying, but all the buried and hidden fees that come from the mutual funds and, and different funds and type of your portfolio. Some of them may be proprietary funds to that company. And it really brings them to the surface. Everybody who comes in, we do this analysis. So, 
I don't need analysis on my fees. Well, well tell me about it. Why not? Because I've got a good deal. I'm paying 1%. And then I, we simply say, look, I, to be as polite as I can, I'm just going to tell you, nobody in our industry works for 1%. It's not enough for us, not enough meat on the bone for us to get by. I don't work for 1%. Now, I can promise you the person you're dealing with doesn't. Then we do the analysis, and then all the true buried and hidden fees come up, and they're paying 2% plus, and they say, Wow, you're right. I, I've been told I was paying 1% all of these years. Now, that happens every single day in our office, Dave. It happens to most everybody coming in. I mean, if you knew, if we, I'd have to do the statistics on this and see how how many of the people coming through are in that situation because it is very, very high. And I could tell our listeners out there, it may be you. You're probably paying a lot more in fees than you're aware of. You may be taking more risks than you're aware of. You may not have proper diversification. But the only way to find out is to take advantage of this opportunity. Come sit down with one of our all-star advisors one-on-one. Ask them to do a portfolio analysis. Get a third-party, non-biased report. And that report, it has no one's opinion in it. You can sit down, go through that report with the advisor. It gives you all the information you need to be able to make an adequate and good decision for yourself and your family. So take Take advantage of this opportunity. Give us a call. Come sit out one of our all-star advisors today. 800-891-8680 to schedule 800-891-8680. Well, just saying I want to retire is not enough. When we come back, some strategies to bump up your retirement date. We're back. It's Retire Right Radio with Paul Roberts, president of Roberts Wealth Management and a great all-star team or team of all-star advisors and a fiduciary team at that. We talked about that uh, acting in your best interest, what they suggest they feel it's in your best interest for retirement. And there's one way to find out that's to schedule with Paul and the team of all-star advisors. Uh, And, you know, a lot of people get the strut when they come in and Paul's talked about the strut. They come in thinking, yeah, maybe I need to get some things in order for retirement, you know, in a few years. And they find out, well, um, you know, you're actually ready. You could now. (laughs) And maybe they don't, but it's a good feeling. But we're going to talk about maybe even maybe pushing up your your retirement date and giving yourself the strut, Paul. And we're going to look at some strategies. I can't think of a better feeling. But that's why we call it the strut, Dave. You know, yeah. that's what our listeners need to understand. What does the strut mean? It means that next Monday when you walk into off <laughs> into work, you walk in with your chest out a little more. Yeah. You got a, you got a lot of weight off your shoulders. You got a new you got a new strut to you as you walk in. You know, to you your got boss. That, you know that Robert yeah. De Niro. You talking to me? That's right. Yeah, you talking to me? You got that energy about you. Hey, look, uh, I'm here because I choose to be, not because I have to be. Okay, right. be nice to me today. I can leave tomorrow if I want. Right? What a great everyone's dream in life is, sure to, is to take that power back and walk into work with the strut, and that's mm-hmm. one of the fun things we love the most about what we do. I love it. I love it. Uh, and uh, of course, everybody would like to have that. But is some people need to put some things in place to get there. So um, yeah. what should we be doing when we're in that financial red zone with our investments and trying to invest for income? Well, first, I think this is a great topic for the show today, because this is becoming a, a, a highly increasing trend that we have seen the last two years. Um, people, people are, you know, hey, when can I retire? How soon can I retire? Can I retire now? Can I retire early? Right? I think it's, you know, every everything we have going on socio-culturally and 
economically and politically and everything around us today that a lot of a lot of people are, are concerned they're frustrated they're uncertain and it's it's creating a trend that we are noticing the last two years where people are they're they're ready to hang up the boots they're ready to be done you know i think people are at a point they're kind of just starting to get fed up with too many things and they're just saying you know what i need something off my plate i i, I would like to just go retire and and not have to deal with all this and mm-hmm. not have to worry about all these things you know um and so one of, the, one of the first things that people need to know is, and if that's you and you're looking to retire, it all starts with means testing, right? It, in other words, do we, do you have the means? Have you saved enough and have you planned enough? Or are you in good enough shape for us to give you the strut? Meaning when you come in and sit down with us, the conversation's going to start off with income planning, right? No, nobody can retire without income. Everyone has to have income the rest of your life. You're never going to have expenses go away. You're still going to have cost of living. And that is where we see people fail the most in retirement planning is they walk into retirement. They, they roll their money over to a brokerage firm or somebody and they say, hey, great. We've built you a portfolio. You're diversified. You're retired. Now you're in good shape. Well, yeah, that's what we call a do-it-yourself retirement. You're retired on your own, right? You're trying to – you don't know if your money's going to last. You don't know if you're going to run out of money. You don't have a plan in place. You don't have a road to walk down. You're just happy to retire and, and roll over your money. Mm-hmm. But that's just the first steps in retirement planning is what we say. Just If you have a portfolio without an income plan, then you have the cart before the horse because – the horse going first says, I have to have income the rest of my life. I have to sustain this income the rest of my life. I have to make sure I don't run out of income for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. So that's where all the conversations with our all-star advisors start. What are your income needs? What is your lifestyle? Okay, what do you have come from Social Security? Okay, what, what do, you, do you have any pensions? All right, well, then what do you have in savings? Okay, well, let's reverse engineer. We're going to do the mouth, and we're going to reverse engineer into your savings and say we need this much income to live our lifestyle of our savings, can we can we sustain that amount of income? Great, we can. That money that we're going to utilize for income, we're going to take out of the stock market. You cannot take income successfully to, in today's world from the stock market. It is just too volatile. It's up, it's down, it's up, it's down every day, every week, every month. And if you are taking withdrawals for income from a market, from a portfolio that has too much stock exposure, what you can do is you can take compounding from being your best friend in financial planning and turn it into your worst foe or enemy, mm. right? And that's what a lot of people don't understand and most advisors don't talk to their clients about if they haven't done income planning. Hey, if you're taking income, you're in a distribution stage of life now, no longer the accumulation stage. Taking consistent withdrawals from your account can turn compounding into your worst enemy. You can start compounding losses, your portfolio is down that month because mm. of market volatility. You take a withdrawal. Ow. You just you just hurt yourself, right? Yeah. And you can't predict what day, what week, and what month the market's going to be up or down. So you can't predict when's the right time to take income or withdrawal. And then even if you did, if you called them and said, oh, the market's up right now, I want to take a withdrawal, you still got three to five days of processing of your mutual funds and getting the money out, liquidating positions, another three days of getting it to you. And by the time you process it, market's back down. So there is no way to time the market for your withdrawals and distributions. And that's why we think your income money doesn't need to have stock market exposure. We want to utilize tools that give us security and predictability. 
we want to use annuities, bonds, CDs, things that we know we're getting a rate, at, uh, a yield or a rate of return that's consistent and we can depend on, and something we don't have downside in. Okay, so first thing we're going to do is before we start, you know, like I said, if you have a portfolio before you have an income plan, you've got the cart before the horse. Because in our office, your income planning is what determines how your portfolio is diversified and what investments are in your portfolio. Yeah. So, yeah. if you don't, if you got a portfolio and you don't have an income plan, it's this is the time to pick up pick up the phone and give us a call. Say, you know what, I got the cart before the horse, and I need to I need to take a look at this. Yeah, it's such a great point because you do and ask yourself, do I have income built into my retirement? And if not, or to get an idea of uh, the best strategies to build that in for you, you can call as as Paul said. 800-891-8680, 800-891-8680 to schedule that comprehensive review. All right, so we looked at, and you talked about diversification, uh, the buzzword, and it's used many ways in the wrong way. Um, you talked about that last segment. Uh, how do you make sure that someone is allocated properly? Because I like that, first off, you've got the foundation, as you said, you've got to have that foundation, that income. How do you then make sure that someone's portfolio is allocated properly? Well, you know, once you solve for income, that's the beauty in what we do. Where we find people are taking too much risk or they're not taking enough risk or they're getting too much going after too much performance or not getting enough performance, that's all because they've got the cart before the horse and they didn't solve for income. So they just go into a portfolio. Well, is that portfolio, you know, it, is it balanced properly for you? Is it diversified properly for you? Is it allocated amongst asset classes properly? Well, you don't know because you went about it the wrong way, in our opinion. Whereas when you do this all for the income first, now whatever money is left over after we've solved for income that we're going to put into markets and build a growth portfolio on, it's simply based off of what is your risk tolerance. You know, some some of our clients are, are more conservatively natured. They say, well, you know, I've got income, but I still don't want to take much risk. And so we've got a very conservative portfolios for their growth. But it's in the past of it's it's in because we take the path of separating your income money from your growth money right some clients they say hey well i've i've got my income secured i know i've got income the rest of my life the rest of this money i've got left over i don't need for income i want to be really aggressive with it market well they can do that they can go take risk with that money they can be aggressive with that money because now volatility and market downturns aren't devastating their financial future they know they've got the income they need to continue living out their life and so it, it's really a you know, a matter of like I said in the beginning getting the cart before the horse or the horse before the cart it's a matter of going through the financial planning process and taking the right steps at the right times in order to create that holistic plan that you can you can feel confident in and you can depend on for the rest of your life it, it's it's all part of the planning process right yeah uh, and an important but a custom planning process too. A custom planning process and that's what i want to i guess we need to key in for our listeners before we go to break here is a lot everyone has retirement savings you know if they're retired or if they've saved properly they've got retirement savings maybe they have a portfolio uh, maybe they're taking withdrawals from their portfolio but the question is is your portfolio allocated properly did you go through the financial planning process properly do you have dependable income do you know where your income is going to come from the rest of your life do you know it is sustainable and that you won't end up outlasting your money no one out there wants to move in with their kids when they're 80 years old 
right? Mm-hmm. That's what we solve. That's a problem we solve for people every day. Well, let's secure your income. Then let's focus on your growth. We can take as much risk or as little risk as you want. But I know there's some listeners out there who are sitting at home saying or in the car, wherever they are saying, you know, I, I've never had this income conversation with my advisor. Well, if you didn't, why not? And is that acceptable or better yet? When is a good time to have these conversations? You know, we're in truly volatile times. We've got a lot of uncertainty going forward and markets and e- economic cycles. We feel that we're going to, you know, there's a high probability that we end up in a very bearish economic cycle for not just the rest of the year, but maybe even two to three to four years. If we end up in a situation where things are difficult, it's difficult to perform, it's difficult to yield, then I hope you have an income plan in place. That is my concern for most Americans is they don't have that income plan in place. And if they don't, today's market volatilities and insecurity and a lack of growth in our market and our economies going forward could be devastating to their retirement. Don't let it get you. Pick up the phone today. Give us a call. Come sit out one of our all-star advisors. Let's start off the conversation with income planning. We'll do a portfolio analysis as we spoke in last segment. How much is it costing you to work with your current firm or advisor? What risk tolerance are you at? What does your drawdown potential look like? Is your income going to last or is it sustainable? Do you have enough money to live out the rest of your life? It all starts with mean testing. You got to sit down with one of our advisors. You have to start to doing the testing. You have to start probing. We ask a lot of questions, but that's how we solve the retirement puzzle for you. Our objective is to get that retirement puzzle solved for you and put you in a place to where you feel confident and you have the confidence you deserve to enjoy retirement. We strive to do that for clients every day, and we're going to strive to do that for you. As soon as you pick up the phone, call us, come sit down with one of our all-star advisors. And a limited opportunity. They open their schedule every week to make this available at no cost, no obligation. 800-891-8680. 800-891-8680. They're going to get to know you. You're going to get a glimpse of what what your retirement can be. The no obligation part is, well, you're going to leave there with the insight into strategies that, and they feel in a fiduciary manner could be the best for you, but there's no obligation to go forward. Now, if you do, that's wonderful. Let's get busy. Uh, first goal is to help you get that strut. <laughs> Second goal, help you get retired and then stay in retirement. 800-891-8680, 800-891-8680. Coming up, Paul's got some statistics about retirement planning that may have you saying what or how can that be? Well, you'll want to hear this. Details right after this. Retire Right Radio with Paul Roberts, Paul Roberts, President and Chief Investment Advisor at the firm Roberts Wealth Management. This is a fiduciary firm focusing on retirement. And as Paul has talked about many times on this show, it's just different with retirement planning. It's different from general uh, in your life financial planning, and it's also different uh, than retirement of the past. Critical to have, well, to be prepared and to have the strategies in place. Paul, I'm, I'm interested in hearing some of the statistics that you have, and it looks like you're using uh, from a Harris poll and a nerd wallet survey. And I know you said some of these are really shocking and disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. So a, a recent Harris poll and nerd wallet survey uh, indicated in 2023 that 60% of Americans do not have a retirement specific savings account, meaning wow. a 401k, IRA, Roth IRA or 60. something of that nature, right? 
60%. That is over 150 million adults in America. Without, uh, okay. a sa- I mean, they may have some savings, but not a retirement savings vehicle in use. Right, so, okay. right. And, and they may have some savings in the bank, but they're not saving long-term for retirement, no type of retirement savings account. Okay. Now, uh, there's a reason we're talking about this. I'm bringing awareness to this, Dave, because these things are, are shocking, and, and no one is having a conversation about this in America. You know, none of the politicians or leaders are discussing this. No one is discussing this. This is something, you know, one of the, one of the things that our clients love about working with us is that we're always looking at the big picture, right? We're looking at big pictures over time, macroeconomic pictures, demographic pictures, everything of this sort, and bringing it all together. One thing I think, one problem our industry has is everyone's always looking at today, tomorrow, this week, next week, next month, this quarter, last quarter, right, or a year. And I think that sometimes we they fall short of looking at the big picture enough. You know, we have some really scary trends growing here we have a real situation on our hands retirees today in america you know and and i think it's partially due because in my opinion we moved to a do-it-yourself retirement system right when our our grandfathers worked they didn't have to worry about it they had that was in the days of pensions they knew they worked so many years at a certain date they got a certain social security check and a certain pension check and they have income security the rest of their life we did away with pensions. We brought in the new age, you know, through the 80s, the new age of do-it-yourself retirement. Put it in a 401k, put it in an IRA, save it yourself. You're responsible for saving for yourself. You're responsible for your own investments. You're responsible for making sure you have income in, re- in, in uh, retirement. But not enough focus is made on it today. And so people are living for today and tomorrow and this year, and they're not thinking about the future. And we have a growing trend that really, really concerns me. Like I said, 60% of America, over 150 million Americans, it's over half of our population is not saving for retirement. Dave, that's that. That's crazy, right? Yeah, I, that it, it, it's scary. It really is. You know, it reminds me of, and I pulled it up to a show we did a few weeks ago, and it was from a Credit Karma uh, survey and 27 percent this is uh, over one quarter of americans between the ages of 59 and 77 are heading into retirement without a penny saved so i mean the, your 60 percent is i mean they may have some savings but they don't have like structured retirement vehicle savings but this 27 percent number they did not a penny saved right so more than 25 greater than 25 percent of people retiring right now cannot retire and, and that's it's a true situation that we need to have more discussions about in this country that, that no one is talking about, no one's bringing up. First of all, for just economic stability, right? Mm-hmm. What If all of these people, what are they going to do, work forever? You, you, you can't physically work forever, right? And so what are they going to do? And then, and then you bring in to say, you know, going forward in the future, if we have all these Americans who don't have enough money saved for retirement, all right, what what kind of situation are we in? A, another crazy. Now, don't quote me exactly on these statistics, but there's mm-hmm. around a little over 300 million Americans, right? And the baby boomer generation moving into retirement right now makes up somewhere around a third of that. Okay, about a hundred million of 300 million Americans right now. So, you, if you just take some numbers, you know, general numbers in that arena, that's not exact science, but say there's a hundred million in retirement today of, of Americans and 25% of them can't 
fully support themselves in retirement. That means we have 25 million people in this country who are aging every day, physically aging, and can't take care of themselves financially. So what's going to happen, right? What are they going to do? Is there going to be new government programs created for these retirees? Uh, We also are fighting inflation, and we know that Social Security is having trouble being sustainable for the future right now. Well, if inflation and the rising cost of goods keeps increasing, your you know your your everyday life expenses, but your social security check's not keeping up with it. What do we do? And and I am I have big concerns that sometime over the next five to ten years, we find ourselves in this country finally having the conversation about these growing trends and and where we're at and the lack of economic you know financial security for all our retirees today. And my concern is we won't have that conversation till it's too late, till we look up and say, oh my goodness, we got a problem. All these retirees, they can't afford their rent, they can't afford food, and now we've got to create a new government program for them. Well, we can't sustain the government programs we got now. Mm-hmm. You know, It would just be nice if the leaders of this nation for once started looking a little bit forward down the road and saying, you know what, we've got problems coming. Why don't we do something about it today instead of after they arrive and uh, after it's too late? Mm-hmm. We know we can't afford more, more uh, you know, programs. We know we, we, we can't sustain what we currently have. We can't even sustain Social Security right now. So let's do something about it. Let's do something about it today before it really becomes a, an epidemic or, or a real issue in the U.S. Well, and uh, do, doing something about it is is getting your plan together. Today's a good day to start. Let me just tell you how you can reach out and schedule for yourself with the team of All-Star Advisors at Roberts Wealth Management. The number to call to schedule, 800-891-8680, 800-891-8680. And, and uh, Paul is going through a recent Harris Poll and NerdWallet survey. Anything else stand out from that? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, like I said, first of all, just that 60 percent or over 150 million are 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 not prepared to to retire, don't have any retirement savings accounts. That's alarming. But then, like I said, 27 percent of them don't don't have enough money saved. You know, I think what is one of the problems happening is is people are disconnected, right? Today, um, perceptions versus reality in retirement planning, right? We've got a new study here on that, too, another statistic I wanted to share with you guys. A new study from the Stanford Center on Longevity that examines the challenges and concerns facing retirees and pre-retirees as they plan for retirement. It says 72% of folks stated that they use their instincts as the driving force to help make decisions about their retirement. Half of this group responded that their intuition was the only resource they used in the process of planning for retirement. So what that tells you is 72% of people out there are moving into retirement on a hope and a prayer, mm-hmm. right? Wow. No fundamental analysis, yeah. no no real financial Just planning, gut. no core planning. Yeah. Well, I, I think I have enough. I hope I have enough. Let, let's go. Well, I don't, uh, you know, I've been doing financial planning for, for a long time, a few decades now. And, mm-hmm. and the whole point of financial planning is the word planning, Right. Right. If you don't have a plan, how do you know what's going to come in the future? How do you know what's going to take part? And like I said, we're in a do-it-yourself retirement world today where people are making these decisions on their own. You know, they don't have a pension company, uh, a pension fund that's taking all that risk off of them and securing the rest of their life. It's on the individual today. 
we have to be self-reliant, self-responsible. We have to take care of our own individual selves. And then coming back to the issue I was talking about there in the beginning going forward, we have an epidemic coming our way. We're going to have a lot of people in this country within the next so many years that are in, in, a, in a very bad state of poverty because of this situation. What are we going to do about that? How is that going to affect you? And what I would say is, you know what? It's time to take the bull by the horns, take care of yourself, make sure that you have secured yourself and that you don't become a victim or one of these, you know, another number in these statistics. It's vital that you sit down and you do income planning today. You make sure that you have a real solid fundamental retirement plan, financial plan that gets you not just to, but all the way through retirement. Make sure you don't end up moving in with the kids. Make sure you don't end up in these situations because none of us know the future. But what I see coming down the road, in my opinion, is a very bad situation. Uh, I would call it an epidemic, right, of a very insecure position for our nation to be in. Mm -hmm. Then what do you think will happen? Well, they'll have to create some new government programs or something to help take care of these people. How well do you think those government programs will be created? Do you think they'll, you know, you'll have a nice, nice condo overlooking the golf course <laughs> and, and and enjoying it, or do you, you know, when we have when we can't sustain what we have today, I would lean towards saying if they create a government program to solve this problem in the future, it's probably not going to be the most ideal conditions. You're not probably not going to be living the way you want to live. And then you're going to have Big Brother and the government dictating what you do, where you go, how you do it every day, because they're going to be the ones funding your life. So they're going to have a right to tell you what you need to do and where you need to go and how you need to be, because they're taking care of you. You didn't take care of yourself. So if you're out there and you're retired today or you're about to retire, greatest financial advice I could give anyone let's take care of you take care of yourself take care of your family don't end up one of these numbers and the statistics don't end up in this situation it all starts very simply right now we give you an opportunity to call the show sit down with one of our all-star advisors we'll start the conversation with income planning as we said in the prior segments make sure that you have solve for income you're never going to run out of money it's sustainable you won't outlast your money then we'll move into doing portfolio analysis what are you currently paying what does your risk profile look like are you paying too much can we reduce costs we have the thought process in our office of when you get to retirement it's not what you earn it's what you keep that matters the most like grandma taught us saving a penny is making a penny that's our objective when it comes to retirement planning. The first thing we need to do before we take too much risk and chase down performance or making money is make sure we have sewn up all the cracks. We're as efficient as possible. We're not wasting any money. We've got all of the costs reduced as much as possible. Let's make sure that there's no money slipping through the cracks. If mo most common case we see is people chasing down performance because they're, they have money slipping through the cracks on Social Security taxation, income taxation, fees, and commissions. Our first objective, let's become cost efficient. Make sure that you're not wasting a dollar. If we save you a dollar, we made you a dollar. But you got to start the planning process. And I highly suggest, based off of all these statistics we're looking at and how unprepared the American population is going forward, I highly suggest to you, don't be one of those people. Let's be prepared. Get a full-out financial plan by sitting down with the all-star team at Roberts Wealth Management today.
and 800-891-8680 to schedule at no cost, no obligation. Again, 800-891-8680 to schedule 800-891-8680. Coming up, it's questions from listeners. time with Paul Roberts on Retire Right Radio, our weekly get-together. We talk retirement strategies here, and Paul gives you what you need to consider uh, in your retirement planning, as they can one-on-one when you schedule with the team. And they'll answer your questions, which is something that we do. Paul answers questions that have been emailed in from listeners. Let me tell you how you can get your question in to be answered by Paul on the air. It's a simple email to info at robertswealth.com. Just email your question to info at robertswealth.com. Throw in your town, too. We like to, to mention the towns like this one from Mobile, Alabama. And, uh, and just to qualify that, Dave, sorry, uh-huh. I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah, but no. Just so our listeners know. Yeah. If you notice on the TV, on, on the radio show or when we do Q&A on the TV show, we never use personal names. So we don't put people's personal names out there. You know, send us all the information, question, the town you live in, and uh We'd love to, to know your name and so we can yeah. see if we're a good fit to work together. But we won't use your name on the air. So just your town just, just name. Give, right. That's right. Just to give people a little little more security. You know, people yeah, concerned about right. that when they call or email us sometimes. Yeah, we're not hey, going to identify I don't, you. I don't, I don't want my personal financial information aired all over public. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, we're not going to uh, do that. Yeah, uh, Dave writes in and says, I don't have a penny saved. <laughs> <from retirement." laughs> no, we're not going to do that. And I'm Dave. But uh, no, well, let's just go with the town. On here, but mo- but we do ask throw that in, please. Info at robertswealth.com. Mobile says I'm 52 and divorced and considering getting remarried to a man who's 61 and also divorced. Can I draw on his social security when I turn 62? Can his ex wife also collect on his social security? Let's look back through this real quick here. I want to make sure I'm not getting confused before I start answering here Mm -hmm. so they're talking about filing for their benefit on the ex on the divorced husband correct that was one thing and she's she's 52 wants to know i guess when she turned 62 can she claim on his yes you can but and that's why i wanted to clarify here in the question because there's a few things happening and and it's a little confusing they're currently divorced but considering getting remarried to a man who is 61 Mm -hmm. and also divorced Mm -hmm. now if you remarry you disqualify yourself from prior divorcee benefits from your previous marriage. Okay. So you'll have spousal benefits for the, the current marriage you're in. What if his, um, and I think she was wondering, could his, if his ex-wife didn't remarry, could she also collect on it? Yes, she can. So okay. the way that the rule works is the rule says, if you were married for greater than 10 years and you have not remarried, then once the ex-spouse starts their benefit, you can claim spousal benefits, which is 50% of the ex-spouse's benefits. Now, very important to clarify here, you cannot file for that until the ex-spouse has already filed and started their benefit. Okay, right. Okay. So there's there's nothing there. If you remarry, you're, you're no longer on that ex-spouse's benefit. You're on the new spouse's benefit, right? Um, and yes, the ex-wife can also collect on his Social Security, but don't worry, it doesn't affect you. You don't get a smaller check. It doesn't affect his check. No, but nobody's affected by this, and that's what people need to understand when they're looking at divorces and uh, spousal benefits. You you can have situations. You know, we, when we do Social Security workshops, 
um, one about five years ago, I'll never forget the day I was doing a, an educational workshop on how to file for Social Security. A gentleman in the, office, in the room said, wait, so you're telling me the divorcee benefit. So you're telling me my first wife can claim a benefit based off of mine? I said, well, is she remarried? No. Were you married 10 years? Yeah. Well, then she can file on you. Okay. We well, said, well, then what about my second wife? Does that mean? <laughs> I said, well, if you're married 10 years and she hasn't remarried yet, your second wife can file a spousal benefit on you, too. He said, well, what about my third wife? She's her, too? And I simply tried to politely say, well, I'm seeing a pattern of behavior starting to emerge here. But, yes, your third wife, if she's not remarried and you were married 10 years, all three of them get to file on your benefits. He said, does that mean I'm not going to get a benefit from because of them? No, you're still going to get their full benefit. Right. Your full benefit. But each one of them have a right to half of your benefit as a spousal uh, benefit. And he said, well, then what does that mean about my current wife? Is she not going to get anything? <laughs> okay. So, so now you're starting to see one of the flaws in the system, right? One of the yeah. flaws in the system that was never adjusted. Wow. The system was built in 1929, and it never adjusted for and current divorcee rates. Well, right? Exactly. Because Absolutely. Good point. Like, one, two, three, four spouses, <laughs> and one. I'm sorry, one, but that's funny. Four spouses, uh, I, four spouses, and the and him. So that's five people all filing benefits and taking five people's worth of benefits out of the system for the for the benefits paid in by one person. And when this was well, established, that's, you're that's right. Sustainable, right? The divorce rate was probably yeah. so low as yeah. almost zero. Nineteen twenty nine, people yeah. didn't get divorced. You know, when it was created. Right. But today, our divorce rates, you know, through the roof and. And they've never gone back and redone any of this in the system. So I'm, I'm imagining that. And, and we wonder why it's in trouble here going forward. We wonder why it's unsustainable. So, yeah. But I meant, you know, they're, they're addressing a lot of things and trying to work on it now. Um, and I imagine that's one of the things Congress will propose here before long is, hey, look, we, we, we can't pay every spouse in the world for out there because I'm sorry, the I can't help but laugh at your story. <laughs> I'm thinking you probably like, sir, you may want to sit down. You've got to be tired. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, to, to stand in front of a room of 50 people, educating them and try to have that conversation with that gentleman with a straight face and Did, not just bust out please laughing tell and me embarrassing there were some him. laughs. Oh, everybody in the room is laughing and I'm trying not to laugh because I don't, you know, I don't want to insult or, or offend the poor guy. He's, he's I got a real life question. You know, right. You know, <laughs> I'll never forget that. Oh, man, that is great. That is great. Thanks uh, for the question from Mobile. You provided some a good laugh for me, too, out of that. Yeah. Not for you, but from Paul's story. Uh, 800-891-8680 to schedule with Paul, by the way. Uh, come on in and talk about it. One of the many things they will get into you is Social Security maximization claiming strategies. Let's go to Biloxi, Mississippi. Should I be concerned that I've been working with a financial advisor for two decades? and we have never discussed my risk tolerance yes very much 100 percent if, if look that, that's one of the problems in our industry is is people get lazy they get complacent you know they're they work as hard as a lot of them work as hard as they need to to keep the client and so you know clients come in they start working with them they get complacent nothing's ever happened nothing's going on they don't question it well, that advisor is not going to go out of their way to bring it up, mm. you know. So I, I would I would say yes, it's definitely time to address it. But m more moreover, um, my concern would not just be addressing it with them. My concern would be, why haven't you had these conversations for two decades? Is that okay and is that acceptable? Um, because I, I can tell you now, no one comes through our office and within the first meeting, 
has that discussion. There's no way that could go on for a decade or two. It can't even go on for two weeks. So I, I would, I would, I would step over my boundaries here and say, yeah, that's that's a problem. You should have a discussion with them. But I'd, I'd step to the next level and say, uh, I'd, I'd just call All Star Team of Roberts Wealth Management and start having real discussions since you've you've never had them there. You know, do you expect somebody after 20 years to all of a sudden start putting in all, all this new effort that they've never put in? I'd say maybe it's time to. We'll leave that relationship and build a new one. Yeah, um, you know, that subject really needs to come up at any point in somebody, especially yeah. near retirement. I think we got enough time, Dave. Let's get one more question in for our listeners, huh? Yeah, I think you're right. Let's uh, pull one. Uh, this one from Woodlands, Texas, and here is the question. I had to pull it up here. Okay, from Woodlands. Is it true that you can retire and live on dividend income? I'm 53 and wanted to ask if this was indeed a viable option. Would it be reusable and safe? All right, so kind of a loaded question here. Is it true you could retire and live on dividend income? Yes, it's true. In the right market, at the right time, in the right situation, you can. And many people have very successfully uh, in prior years. But at the same time, I would say today's world, I don't feel, you know, because they asked here, is it a viable option? Would it be reusable and safe? I'm going to say that the, the word safe does not exist there. Um, there's a possibility it could be viable and it could work out. But there's also a high probability that it could not be viable and could not work out simply because of the situation we're in today. I had a lot of people tell me, well, that's the way my dad did it, my grandfather did it. Yeah, and through the 80s and 90s and 2000s, it was viable. But today, dividends are low. They're about to be cut more. We're in very difficult economic times. Market outlooks don't look very good going forward. Looks like we're gonna have high probability of having a very sluggish, slow growth economy. So will these companies be, be earning the profits and the yields necessary to to uh, pay out the dividends, there's a high probability they will not. And you have to remember, a dividend is not something that's guaranteed. You know, the board can change it at any given time. And if the company gets in trouble or the company's not profiting the way they, they should be, one of the first things they're going to jump in there and cut is the dividends. Mm -hmm. Also, you always got to remember, dividends, yeah, though they're great, they are based on the value of the stock. So, you know, if the value of the stock if we get into really, really bad times and bad markets and the value of the stock is down 50 percent, well, your dividend income is down 50 percent now, too. So that's one thing people don't consider is the volatility of markets and that their income could go up and down with the markets. Mm -hmm. Right. It worked in, in previous generations because we had higher yields, higher dividends and a less volatile market. But in today's world, I would lean to say it's probably not the best situation or the best idea to go with uh, dividend-paying stocks for your for your income plan for the rest of your life. There's other ways that we can create enough yield. Look today, there's ways to go and get securely, you know, four, five, six percent even greater, without any risk, without any downside risk in markets, without any downside, without any risk of, a, you know, a board changing dividend rates or anything of that nature today. It's just that the days of, of living on dividend stocks worked in the past, but it's kind of an outdated uh, plan today. It's an outdated strategy and methodology. And I would, I would recommend that you, you come sit out one of our all-star advisors and talk about building a real solid income plan that you can depend on today. That's not susceptible to the government economy markets, things of this nature. And so I guess it's time to wrap up the show, Dave, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I hope our listeners take one thing away today. 
all of the conversation focused and based around income. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a high probability of having very uncertain, slow-growth economies and markets going forward. We have a high probability it could last for years. Are you prepared to go through difficult times? Do you have an income plan in place? Or are you simply invested, have a portfolio, and are blindly taking withdrawals, hoping and praying your money lasts forever? If you are blindly taking withdrawals, hoping and praying it lasts forever, is it working for you? Or are you starting to notice the decline of the value of your portfolio and wondering why your retirement money isn't lasting as long as it should and it seems to be in a steady state of decline? If so, give up the phone, call us today, let us sit down with you and help you show you the strategies that we implement in our office to secure our clients. Our number one goal every day is to provide clients with the confidence they deserve in retirement. Our number one way strive every day to make sure that they have a sleep at night portfolio and that they, they can enjoy the rest of their retirement life. If you're not enjoying it today, let's do something about it. Pick up the phone and call us. 800-891-8680. 800-891-8680. It's all about getting that plan together so then you can enjoy your retirement. 800-891-8680 to schedule. Thanks so much for being with us. It's always a great conversation with Paul. He's a teacher at heart and class is back in session next week. Same time. Hope you're with us for Retire Right Radio. Retire Right Radio. 